That's me on the podcast Sharing a song With something to say about it With Thin Lear And Niagara Moon Losing my opinion My good old buddy is back Back from Eurotrip I'm back. Was it a great experience? It you chided me earlier for not asking you enough questions about it. I, I am I am fascinated by your life. I am curious about the things that you do. How how you how you did out there? How was it? It was a great trip. Wayman and I had our uh, 12-day honeymoon in Italia. Uh, visited Roma, Firenze, oh, Luca, we'll edit this out later, don't Milan. Worry. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'd never been to Italy before. It's it's an amazing place. Uh, it's the food is everything people say it is. Saw some great art. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a great time. Went off without a hitch. Uh, Did you hear any music? A little bit, yeah. Well, and we'll get to that in a bit. But uh, oh. it's uh, certainly a rich culture over there for Did sure. You hear a lot of people listening to Prinzen, Colin, Eisen, Cozen. What's his name? What's that guy's <laughs> name again? Adriano Salentano. Oh. We uh, we went to a, a museum. I forget what it was called, but it was <laughs> a part of like the Ferragamo building in Florence, like the the fashion company. They have like this temporary exhibit going on there, um, and there was like one room. It, the whole exhibit talked about like the cultural change in in Italy, like in the fifties and sixties, and like women in society during that time. And there was one room of the museum that was supposed to be like a teenager's bedroom. So, you know, there's like photos of the Beatles and stuff, but there was a photo of our guy. I took a picture of it. Adriano Salentano was up there too. And I I was like, that's the one Italian in this museum I could potentially recognize. Love his dancing. Love his singing. Love his dancing. Love his songwriting. Everything about him. Um, (laughs) If there's this song called uh, Roberta Filava, and I heard it over there on on a, one of the trips I made there, and I heard it on the radio, and it was a great song, like it was fantastic. It was like um, I don't I don't know, just like a, like a classic rock song that you've just discovered. It, it's a it is, this is a deli song. This is a deli classic rock song. It would be a deli. They, they got deli songs. They got Prosciutto. deli songs. <laughs> right. What's yeah. right. this, And it was like <laughs> right, mm. right mortadella. It, it, it was this was a great tune and so if anybody knows who who did that song i, I have not been able What's to it find called? it roberta filava and it's like a guy it's kind of like adriano a little bit like his voice just like a great rasp it's like good good feel um, uh yeah great great stuff over there um great stuff over here by oh, the way really? yeah so you missed this uh we're not going to talk about this really at all today because i've not thought it through <laughs> <laughs> uh but there's this guy oliver anthony he put up a, a song that was quote unquote DIY, which, you know, I think we could make arguments about how DIY exactly it was. Um, but it's now become this sort of like populist right wing anthem. Oh and uh, it's like, you know, I'll, I'll say what I said before, because this is genuinely how I feel about it. Like if Woody Guthrie did not care about other people, this is what his music would sound like. <laughs> if uh, Woody Guthrie sided with Fred Trump. It, it's it's such a this song is confounding and uh i had people reach like friends reach out to me and be like hey isn't this kind of great what's it called uh rich men north of richmond oh talking about the swamp clever and old dc over there huh? i mean he talks about all kinds of things he talks about epstein's island what? he talks about uh welfare uh he talks about um other stuff <laughs> uh, it's, it's really somebody called him slob dylan you said somebody did call him slob dylan yeah i don't know who that was sounds uh, like slob Seeger. But yeah it's 
Slap C. Slap C. So yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's funny because it's like, you know, Thomas, we talked about this. Like there, there's that like Western as fuck series and gems, gems on VHS, like that kind of thing where you get these artists that have like neck tats that are singing like, um, you know, Jimmy Rogers <laughs> covers <laughs> where it's like, what the fuck is going on? And it's kind of cool, right? But like, this is like kind of like that but it seems like it, it's very engineered to me. Like the whole thing is like, it's like a three camera setup in the video. It has like 40 million views or something now. Ooh, it's been like it's a trending week. on truth social. It's uh yeah, this, this thing deserves a, a discussion, I think. Okay. And it's not, it's not unprecedented. You know, there, there've been other songs that are like this. I think there was a song like, um, uh, about, uh, uh like a family that, that buys a, a, a Cadillac off of welfare that this this dude uh, wrote in the the 60s or 70s and um they had wanted johnny cash to sing it richard nixon wanted johnny cash to sing it when he went to the white house johnny cash was like yeah i'm not gonna sing that fucking <laughs> song and he wrote his own song and really Good put Lord. nixon on blast so um yeah the, the songs like these uh, have kind of come and gone as time has passed okay. but it's different time right now and like social media and this this engineered viral mo- moment it's like we, we, we'll we'll table that discussion yeah. for a future episode of what podcast you ask uh this is losing my opinion losing my mind i am jet lagged and cold ridden uh indie artist niagara moon aka thomas Irwin. i'm like a little bit tired uh indie artist thin lear aka matt Ling- matt longo matt lingo <laughs> and uh we have here today a very special guest for starters he's on his fourth season it's the fourth no, fourth right? yeah fourth season uh, of last week tonight with John Oliver, he's a, he's a, a, a an Emmy award winning staff writer on the show, two, two time Emmy award winning, WGA award winning. I don't know what that stands Writers for. Writers Guild of America. Writers, the Guild. Writers Guild of, uh, of yes. America. Oh. I was gonna say Association. That would be close enough, right? Close enough. Wow. Uh, he was. He recently had a piece published in My Life: Growing Up Asian in America, a compilation of essays published by MTV Books. It was also at my wedding, I was. which I think is. You can we can work on this in Squarespace. We can add that to the to the website at some point. Uh, it's the greatest distinction. I of imagine all. it's probably the strongest distinction. Mark Kramer is here with us, and we're really happy to have him. On Hello, the show. thank you guys. I'm I'm a fan of the show. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh yeah, good to meet you, Mark. Yeah, I I really enjoy listening to the show because I get to hear my friend Matt talk, and then also this new guy Thomas. That's pretty cool too. So it's it's very nice. Uh, I get to you know you guys are, talk about music very intelligently, uh, and I get to like pick up new songs that I didn't know that I would like before. So thank you. Sounds like you've never heard this show. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Sounds like he's a Kiss fan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love yeah. Delhi. I love the episode you did about Delhi Kiss. songs. Is like you know one of the genres I enjoy. So uh, sure, yeah. I, I grew up on Staten Island, so um, Delis were a big part of my culture as well. I know Long Island and Staten Island culture. <laughs> Would you say like fifty to sixty percent of the culture? And more than or? that, probably. It's Delis <laughs> and Honda Civics. Yeah, sure. Dude, was there a big bagel bagel culture out in Staten Island? Big bagels and pizza. Uh, those are the things that I miss yeah. the most, and my mom still lives there, but don't tell her that. <laughs> sure. And you guys had bagels on pizza, right? That's like a Staten Island thing. Pizza on bagels, right? <laughs> Everybody had pizza on bagels, right? We all we all grew up with that. Yeah. It wasn't just... It's just Staten yeah. Island delicacy. Yeah. Well, speaking of pizza... Yes. Oh, God. I got Italy on the brain. Great segue, yeah. Over here, yeah. I had a great time on our trip, like I was saying. Uh, I did get to explore some new music a little bit while I was over there. You know, That's if, exciting. if I'm not going to learn the language at all, 
I felt like a dingleberry. Uh, but if I'm not going to learn the language, I might as well kind of get hip to some 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 local artists. See what the uh, see what Italian pop music history is all about. Uh, beyond just Adriano Salentano and mm. Prince and Conanates and all. So I got that on the brain. And my segment for today is simply my train ride to Rome. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> I want to just take you through uh, a little happenstance playlist um, from my time riding uh, Trenitalia and admiring the, the beautiful Tuscan countryside. Very nice. This sounds like it'll yeah. be a bucolic segment. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Okay. Um, well, I, I'm curious, uh, Matteo, Matteo Longo. Mm-hmm. Long Island. Um, do you speak any Italian? I know you've oh, you've uh, been over there before touring and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I really should have more of a mastery at the language than I do. I've, I've was on several tours there. Several. I took Italian in my middle school and high school classes. Uh, okay, so you know, so, like, if you look at like a sentence, you know how yeah. it's supposed to be said. Okay, because yes. I great, I'll defer <laughs> to you for that today because uh, okay. I don't sound too much like a jackass. Sure. Um, that's never stopped us before, so. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, I'm just going to just take you, th- you guys through um, some, some choice tunes from my, my train ride, see what you think. The first song is called Si Viajare from 1977, um, an artist, uh, Lucio Battisti. I'm guessing that's how it's pronounced. Uh, I heard the song not once, but twice just like playing on the speakers of like different restaurants we went to. And the second time I was like, okay, I should Shazam this. Like what's going on here? This is kind of a bop. Uh, it is indeed a bop. Uh, it's infectious. I don't, I don't know if it's a great song, but it's definitely a catchy one. It's kind of stuck with me. I feel like it's going to set the tone for today. It was like the first Italian pop song I kind of put in my radar. When did you say it was made? 1977. All right. So we're like, this is maybe part of the classic canon. Yeah, there. this the, my argument with this one is, I think you could definitely call it a a deli hit. Okay. I think I think even if you slip this into a playlist at a restaurant in America, you know that normally plays the the Queen and the Billy Joel, uh, and all that other you know classic rock like mm-hmm. that roster. I think you could slide this tune in there and people wouldn't question it too much. It just it hits all. The beats of like I don't know. It's got like a Boz Skaggs feel. It just like hits all, <laughs> I have checks no idea all the what boxes. It sounds like. Yeah, it just right. it's you hearing. You're like, oh, this is like all the things people liked about like '70s radio rock. I don't know. Right. Um, we'll we'll check it out here. Speaking of and uh, uh, so, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, I was going to talk about uh, the music they were playing at the gym the other day. It was like uh, only poison. <laughs> And Guns N' Roses for six songs. They just no. bounce back and forth between those two horrible singers <laughs> trying to work out to that. Every rose has its... Oh, man. Oh, Brett this. Michaels is something else. On a ballad, Brett Michaels is something else. <laughs> that song's something to believe in. Okay, I'm a something to believe in. He does like this like weird like twang thing. Oh, God. What kind of gym is this? Where everyone <laughs> seems like they are on trend. It seems like it's me <laughs> and like 40 18-year-olds on trend. Well, I'm excited to hear this song. It's me like on a stairmaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm cut, cutting off the gym talk here. You Sorry, should, we'll do our, our, our new membership off gym podcast. Si <laughs> viajare. Yeah, I'm probably not pronouncing that right, but apparently it means uh, to, traveling. So how how uh, fitting, yeah. And uh, it's it's six minutes long. I'm gonna cut 
to like it's like a a part b part like it's very simple structure i'm just gonna like cut into the middle because that's like when the vocal harmony comes in sure uh, and it's cooler i don't know what any of the lyrics are but i'm sure they're good you're not gonna translate them as we go well that's your job <laughs> matteo longo right yeah it's resident italian on this podcast i'll be able to translate if they are deli meats or seafood <laughs> <laughs> right exactly <laughs> So it's a little all along the watchtower for this part. There must be some kind of way out of here. Quel gran genio del mio amico. Con le mani sporche d'olio. Capirebbe molto meglio, meglio certo di buttare, riparare. You guys are bopping your heads. That's good. It's tight. It's a head bop. It's got, it's got disco in it, you know? So that's just a fun one to listen to on the train. What do you think? If you put this on at the Olive Garden... Anybody questioning it? I mean, I don't know what they're playing at the Olive Garden these days. All right. And that just keeps going. Yeah, I can definitely uh, drive in a convertible down past uh, Lake Como. Is that a lake? <laughs> uh, you got it. And, you know, you got a scarf blowing in the wind. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you're smoking a cigarette, throw it into the into the street because that's what you do back then. Throw it yeah. at a tourist. Uh, yeah, that's that's really fun. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, it was great. It was funny because like in the in the verse, there's like this back read. It's like and I was like, oh man, it's like kind of a little disco-y. And it's like, all right, seventy-seven. And then the chorus is just like straight up disco with the bass and the and the drums. That's really nice. And great yeah. attitude on on the verse with those vocals. Like you know, they have those harmonies that are real far back in the mix. And it's got like him kind of like Serge Gainsborough talking over the top of it. It's nice. It's a bop. A plus so good, far. Good pick. If we're ranking cool. these, right? Which I've, you told us to grade them, so I would say this is in the A range. Yeah, I give that five meatballs. <laughs> five meatballs. Oh, who could ask for anything more? Who could ask for? I got meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I liked that, that tune we just heard. This next tune I love. Like I am obsessed with the song I'm about to play. It's in my bones now. I just love it so much. Um, the artist is Paolo Conte. It's from 1984. He was kind of, from what I can suss out, like he was born in the late 30s. Like he kind of came into his own and, and got really famous like as an older gentleman, which is always cool. He's got kind of like a Tom Waits vibe. He's, mm. he's like brooding at a piano. I, I've been digging his whole catalog. Some of it's more like chanson and like, mm. you know, you get the accordion there. It's a little more lyrically driven. I 
I feel like I'm missing something, but he's got some other, ah, uh, just immaculate, like this song I'm about to show you guys, I love everything about it, the synth, the chords, the the way the melody meanders, like the, the casual tossed off nature of his vocals, like this is just, I found a perfect song. I don't know if you'll love it as wow, much as I do. a lot of hype. Shit. Uh, yeah, a lot of hype like really song. hype this one up. I fucking love the song. Uh, Glee and Pan... Uh, can I pronounce this? Glee Impermabili. Apparently means the raincoats. Okay. Cool. Imperma- impermeabili. Yeah, I feel like an ass trying to speak Italian. Is this, uh, would you say it's like evocative of what was happening elsewhere in the mid 80s or no? I don't know. You tell me. I think it's doing its own thing. I think this is just, this is great art. Um, he's got another song besides this one called Sparring Partner that was also really cool and idiosyncratic. I don't know. This guy's just a genius. And like a like a titan of like Italian popular popular music. Like he's he's pretty acclaimed. Hmm. So I was, I was real psyched to uh, discover Paolo Conte here. Uh, let's get into it. More combo. Train's picking up speed now. It's a hot sunny day. He will start singing eventually. said Tom Waits. This is like Leonard Cohen's Casio days. Yeah, it's like Leonard Cohen mixed with Leonard Cohen and Donald Fagan. That's the combo. It's got that Steely Dan sheen that I love. I know why you like it. It's like very playful. I don't know why I think this, but he's definitely sitting down. <laughs> oh yeah. He's at a piano. Yeah. <laughs> he forgot about his cigar that he left in the train. So yeah, that's great. That's one of my uh, recent obsessions. There. I like it more and more as it goes on. Actually, yeah, it builds. Yeah, it like sneaks up on you. You're like, whoa, there's a string section coming in here. Okay. Yeah, that was the open. Yeah. I, I watch a lot of '80s movies because I don't like new movies, and uh, that's <laughs> good because they're not the, making them anymore. <laughs> hey, uh, I think that. If that was the opening to a movie that I watched from the 80s that I did not know anything about going in, I would be like, okay, yeah, I'm in like on this movie. It just feels like, oh, I'm, I'm up for an adventure. Mm. Like we're about to go on a journey right now um, <laughs> and uh, possibly with a large Italian man <laughs> who's smoking a cigar and 
<laughs> sipping uh, some uh, limoncello. Hell yeah. He sounds like a fun guy to hang out with. <laughs> uh, he looks like Peter Mullen, if that uh, helps. Who's Peter Mullen? Uh, mm-hmm. He's in a bunch of stuff. Train spotting. Uh, okay. He's one of the bad guys in Ozark. He's like a acclaimed Scottish actor. Okay. Um, yeah, it just I, I love it. I dig that one. I dig it. Yeah. Doing good so far. Yeah. So yeah, it, I I like what you're saying, Mark. Adventure about to to start. You know, th- this was like early yeah. on in our trip. Um, we're about to go to Roma. I, I was I was getting hyped for the uh, Italian experience. Yeah. There. Um. So this next choice. This is kind of a left turn a little bit, and initially you guys might be like, what? Uh, maybe I can explain myself. Uh, the next song on this journey, Andante con Molto, otherwise known as the Valter theme by Nicholas Bertel uh, from the Succession soundtrack. Yeah, okay. Hmm. I was going to say, yeah, I, this is all sounding very familiar. Um, I know, Matt, uh, you, you got me in a succession, actually, but uh, Mark, are you a fan as well, or not so much? I, I think I'm the only person in the world that doesn't watch succession, um, but I have a fun succession story to tell after the Ooh, song. Ooh, okay. So. All right, yeah. looking forward to that. Um, uh-huh. Well, it's not on anymore, so you don't have to not watch it. <laughs> That's right. I'll watch it in like five years and want to talk to everybody about it, and everybody will have forgotten, right. and I'll be upset that I didn't watch it when everybody watched it. Isn't that how it always goes? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, my argument here uh, would certainly be you don't even need to have seen the show. I think the, like, the music really stands out on its own. It's like classical music, but like simpler. I don't know. Sometimes I, I try to get into classical music, and there's certain pieces I enjoy, but it's, it's too diddly-fiddly sometimes. Like there's, just, <laughs> there's too much activity going on. I like that. This is that's, like, a, that's a pull quote if I ever heard <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, it's like I don't need so many notes, Mozart. To tone it down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like this, just this carry. Because also, all right. So why is this on my Train to Rome soundtrack? Well, it's like if you go to any museum, you start reading about these goddamn Roman emperors and all the shit they're pulling on each other, and the betrayals and the the manipulation. What what is this? The the land of Machiavelli, right? He came out of uh, the Renaissance political maneuvering. It's in the show itself is all about the balance of power and how to seek it out and several key moments and episodes uh, in succession take place in Italy it, it in my mind it fits thematically I, you you come up to Rome and you're like what was going on here 2000 years ago this must have been a wild scene but uh let's let's see if you you're on my wavelength at all here we'll we'll play this uh this piece by Nicolas Bertel now this composer is italian no okay so I feel as if we're taking. This is my train. This is my train to Rome. It can be whatever I want it to be. Okay, hey, it's stolen right. valor. Jeez. <laughs> For the purposes of this song, it's Nicholas Bertelli. Yeah. Nicholas Bertelli, right? Yeah, I was very confused by what was happening. That's my favorite chord there. Yeah, he did a good job of like mixing it up as it went along, because it, it could have gotten very samey because they play it every five seconds. They do. So yeah. he had to really good do a lot music. with those chord changes. Mm-hmm. 
when it goes major there, that's my jam. I mean, if you can't turn it into a lo-fi study beat, is it really music? <laughs> and I would say the answer is no. That's your takeaway from this? Yeah. Put a scratchy <laughs> record sound on it. Put yeah, that was, shove that was, it into I a mean, playlist. I, I think I liked how, how simple it was. And I think, uh, you know, I listen to a lot of similar music when I'm writing. So I think that, you know, that, that works. I, I like Nicholas Bertel. I think he did Andor. Um, on Disney, he which, did, yeah. I still yeah, gotta the watch show, that show. is uh, is good, um, but I, the score was also very good, um, the, and it was clear they put a lot of thought into it. So yeah, I thought that was good. I like that. I mean, I wouldn't like go listen to it while I was uh, doing something uh, <laughs> like not sad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I would. It's it's a mysterious piece. It's it's mm-hmm. it's got an allure to it for mm. me. All right. Well, yeah. Mixed response there. Uh, we're gonna end uh, on a nice high note here. Nice little. Yeah, give us another cleanser. Italian. Are you gonna, are we ending on an Italian. Piece? We're ending on an Italian piece. Uh, this is a song that I heard at that museum I mentioned earlier, where there is a poster of uh, Adriana Celentano at the Fer- Ferragamo, whatever that institute. I don't know what you call that building. Uh, it was a sweet little exhibit, though. Like the shoes guy. The shoes woman. Oh, sorry. <sighs> I'm going to leave. I'm yeah, just, <laughs> just close the last <laughs> um, I only discovered later, after I was already totally into the song, it was co-written by Paolo Conte. So ah. just hmm. he's the man. He's, he's, he's like Hosono. He's behind the scenes and <laughs> yeah, all the stuff I love. You know what I would like to... I don't want to take us off track. I guess I have to, though. I would like another... I know I, I rip on you for doing the Japanese music episodes like constantly, and you haven't done one for a while. But what I would like is a proper city pop episode that yeah, like digs into that yeah. more because you've always sort of flirted with it. I could, and I it's could. It's not my kind of music, but like it could be, and I and it's something yeah. I know so little about. Um, and and I hear people talking about it all the time. It seems like it's like on TikTok and Instagram and stuff. Like it's starting to you know kind of get big again elsewhere. So uh, yeah. yeah. We've kind of danced around it here and there. I've, I've played some city pop adjacent tunes. But uh, yeah, back to whatever I was just talking about. Uh, so, okay. So this is a song uh, from 1968. That's the sweet spot, right? It is. It's, it is firmly in the sweet spot. Uh, Katarina Caselli is a singer. My thesis with this one is this is the most Wes Anderson soundtrack <laughs> sounding song that has not yet been in one of his movies. Uh, and I, I'm hoping he'll hear this and, and make that happen for the Asteroid City He's sequel. He's an avid <laughs> listener of the show, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. I get his letters. Uh, this is a beautiful song. And like I said, this is just like, this is everything you want out of like a Royal Tenenbaums uh, song drop or whatever, you know. All right. So this song in English, it translates to I Will No Longer Be With You. Uh, how, how do we pronounce this Italian here, Matteo? I can't see it. That's so small. You kidding me? Uh, a song is also known as Arrivederci Amore, Ciao. I can say that much. 
Jason Schwartzman's walking across the screen in slow motion. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Drummer's crushing it. It's definitely 68. It's big. Might be like uh, early Linda Rosta. More people. <laughs> More people. What were you saying, Matt? It reminds me of like uh, early Linda Ronstadt, like that kind of like just mm. belting. Mm. Uh, she's got a great voice, and the band is groovy. That was groovy. Um, I like it. I like that All song. Right. A train has arrived at the station, Roma Termini. <laughs> now I gotta sh- figure out if the cab driver's fleecing me or not. What a lovely he was. trip you just he, yeah he was, and what a <laughs> lovely trip you just took us on. I think my favorite was actually the second song. That's the one that's like still in my noggin. Yeah, that was that was mine too. It wasn't yeah. when I first heard it. I like the first one better, but now I'm thinking about it. I like that one. Da, yeah. Da, 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 da. These are all great. I didn't know what to expect going in. I didn't know. I think the only like Italian Italian artist I know is like Angelo Badalamente, who does like David Lynch stuff. Who's hell yeah? Rest in peace. Just died. Uh, But uh, but yeah, no, that's I didn't know that the Italians were capable of that. So props to Italy. (laughs) I thought you were gonna play Giorgio Moroder. At some point. And Andrew, I love Giorgio Moroder, too. My name is Giovanni Giorgio. He's cool, but I, I don't need to go to Italy to, to find out about him. You, you weren't know? doing coke in Italy? <laughs> God, you know how many euros that would no, be? No, he was on a detox during this trip. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, well, I'm done flapping my gums. Mark, what have you been listening to this week? Losing my opinion. Uh, good question. Um, so I, I recently watched the movie uh, Midnight Cowboy for the first time. Ooh, uh, you guys, classic. Good movie. I think uh, really fun. Like take on the like toxic masculinity of like cowboy westerns, and and I really enjoyed it. Maybe some of it's a little bit dated, but uh, just for, a little bit. Yeah, for the time, I think it was um, pretty. You know, pretty pro- progressive for the time, um, and that's a that's going to be a theme of the songs that uh, I brought here today, and especially Midnight Cowboy, who has one prominent song that uh, mm. by Harry Nielsen and a different Harry Nielsen song that I've brought in today. But um, if we're just going to launch into my topic, um, so I, I originally texted Matt that I wanted to come on here after a recent episode when. Uh, you guys, uh, Matt brought in um, the uh, questionably uh, creepy '60s songs. Um, yes, yeah, we got yeah. a lot of messages about that. By the way, oh, good or I bad think. ones? <laughs> I know people are just like I remember. I, there were there was somebody who was like, "No, young girl is not like you're taking it the wrong way. It's it's like <laughs> young totally girl, fine." Oh, I'm such a creep. <laughs> yeah, young I mean, that girl, one it's is... your fault that I'm cre- I'm a creep. Yeah, <laughs> uh, kind of hard to defend that one. 
Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to do a second part of that because a lot of the music that I listen to, and I'll, I'll explain why in a little bit, uh, is uh, falls under that genre. Just because I do, my sweet spot is like 60s to 80s, and there's uh, obviously a lot of problematic music of the time. Um, and I think, you know, it's like, I, I know, like... When Matt, when you were doing that episode, you weren't trying to like cancel Gary Puckett, right? Like, I don't think I have the, the power to <laughs> to do that. And no, and and also, I think he's still alive and he's still singing all of those songs. Wow. So no, no, yeah, like that's definitely <laughs> is not my intention. I think it's more like yeah. it's the head scratchers. You know, we weren't talking about Phil Spector or anything. Yeah. You know, like there's no straight monsters in that group. Uh, there is, I think. Um, value in like going revisiting these songs though because you see where society was at at those times you know and you're like oh shit we've come a long way from this song um and it's that's a good thing but also we have a long ways to go um so i was able I, in my search for these songs i kind of uh i was able to drill down a little bit more specific than than that and the uh, topic is uh good songs bad advice is what that's good say. yeah that's really good. i love it um and the first song i brought in is is a deli song and it's like just to get just to get our whistles wet it's it's everybody knows this song and it's a, it's a classic um feel free to roll into that uh, oh he's Steven. doing it old school mark is doing it old school he's he's it's a full surprise he's like here's this next here's this next <laughs> oh, number. oh this i is, mean it, this is how we're supposed everybody to do knows the show. this song so i don't I don't need to set this one up. Everybody knows this song. Everybody's talking at me. <laughs> I, I was very moved by, I know you just saw it so we can talk about it. Like the Razzo Rizzo story, like his, his relationship yeah. and like the way he kind of just like fades away. Like I, I remember like getting like I'm teared up at that apart. character. And he was yeah. just like, yeah. It was, I feel like Razzo Rizzo a little bit right now. <laughs> don't get on a bus. Yeah. Do not get on a bus. Look at me. Yeah, he was so sweaty. He was sweaty for like yeah. half of that movie. It feels like Dustin Hoffman really relishes like changing his body and persona <laughs> in every role, but yeah, we'll teach his own. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> the deliest song. This is a deli song. If you're down and confused, Guys, I don't know the song. Are you wow. kidding me? Remember, Just li- listen to it. Listen. Slip away Because your baby Is so far away It's a bop well, there's a road More people And an eagle fly With a dove And if you can't be With the one you love Honey, love the one you're with Love yeah. the one you're with so what's he saying there? What's the advice? If you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. Which is like, it's in a vacuum, it's good advice. But then you remember the titular one you're with. And them listening to this song. I'm the one, I'm the one he was with. And there's a road in the Christian I don't know why I don't know this. It's catchy. Yeah. This is a huge song, man. I'm shocked that you don't know this. These skills. Yes. You don't know this part? 
That sounds like Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, though. Yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like the, the imagery in this video really encapsulates really what the song is about. Um, Sunny beaches, boats on the water. It yeah, appeared I mean, to be a house being, uh, being blown away by a twi- tornado. <laughs> blown by a twister is what I think. <laughs> yeah, about well, Hurricane I Hillary rolling into town. Yeah, Mark yeah. was telling me about it. Like, uh, I think that song, like, uh, first of all, I don't know what a, a rose in a fisted glove. That doesn't uh, make I any sense I thought he was saying fisted, fisted glove, and I was like, glove. no, I was just inventing that. That's yeah. not what he was saying. <laughs> um, but it's kind of depressing, you know? It's like, it's like a, someone who is admitting that they've not, you know... Uh, been with the one that they they love and then they've settled and it just feels like a like a meatloaf he's so song. excited about it though <laughs> he is so excited about it but yeah, like, he's pumped up he's pumped like, up to just settle it's it's a depressing like meatloaf message or like billy joel song where like you're getting uh it's it, i would like to present that that song as like the second place anthem Mm. Because we have Queen, We Are the Champions, but we don't have, like, a second-place uh, song. And I think that song could be the second-place. They should play that in the locker room for the team that loses the Super Bowl. I like that. <laughs> Love the yeah. one you <laughs> Yeah, just a bunch of dejected players. Um, yeah. I always, Mark, I always thought that about that song. Like, I was, it was always, like... Well, one, I, I do love I do love that song. Like, I love the, the arrangement and everything. It's, like, it's, it's obviously, Thomas, and you said it, like, wildly over the top. But like, it's great, and it's st- Stephen Stills doing his thing, like him droning on an acoustic guitar and some open tuning is like I could just listen to that all day. But uh, it does seem like just like a, a real shrug of the shoulders as a life <laughs> philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's, there's something off about it. Yeah, apparently uh, Stephen Stills, uh, Billy Preston, they used to hang out a lot, and Billy Preston said that a lot. That phrase. If you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. And then Stephen Sills asked him if he could write a song about that, and he did. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Uh, and the, and the uh, eagle flies with the dove. So it's almost, there's almost like a like a like um, another undertone of like someone that you don't necessarily fit with, too. And you're just kind of making it work. Like, make it work. Right. But how does the dove feel in this situation? <laughs> Probably not great, yeah. No. Uh, and that that's a recurring theme with these songs is like, think of the person that this song is being written about because they are not having a good time listening to this song. <laughs> and Stephen Sills, by the way, for the record, was married twice uh, during when this song came out and another time <laughs> long after that. So hopefully that was the one that he yeah. <laughs> loved. <laughs> yeah. I know he, he, Who did he write Sweet Judy Blue Eyes for? Judy... Bloom? Oh, people are going to kill me for that. Yeah, it was Judy Bloom. Judy Bloom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you there, God? It's me, Stephen. Yeah, so the next one does... So that I would say that that is like the most well-known of all the songs that, that I brought in. But uh, the next song is going back a little bit to 1965, and it's by this guy named Jimmy Soul. Uh, and I just want to give a little my background with this song. So uh, in 2017... Um, my dad passed away and, uh, in, 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 as a way of just like trying to like get closer with 
you know, the family and trying to like, you know, keep his spirit alive, blah, blah, blah. Like I just made this long Spotify playlist that um, was all the music that he would play in the car uh, when we would go to like our grandparents' house or like Atlantic City um, on these long road trips. And we would listen to the same, he had like the same three tapes that he would listen to. And um, listening to this playlist really helped like, you know, go with the grieving process and everything. And, And the reason why I brought down this podcast right now is is because it's important to know that my dad's taste in music was fucking terrible. <laughs> uh, he so he he was born in in 1944. So he was 20 during you know the like the uh, British invasion and stuff. And yet, sure, he really clung to that like American graffiti, like bubblegum pop, uh, Brill Building, uh, like that that kind of that genre of music. Sure. Um, which, you know, not that they're not bad, like, uh, you know, the Four Seasons, solid, like, Beach, sure. obviously, like, Beach Boys, I guess, is a little bit later, but, like, you know, good. Well, a lot of great, great pop songs from that era, yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, but, like, my dad, for some reason, preferred, like, Jan and Dean to the Beach Boys, <laughs> who was, like, the deep cut surf music, and, like, preferred, like, the Dave Clark Five and the Turtles to the Beatles, um, which, like, oh, yeah. that's a little unfortunate. Hey, hey, Dave Clark Five, <laughs> that song because... Is great. If you know that song, is Mark it probably better than the Beatles? Because <laughs> no, fuck no. But it's a good song. It's a good song. And they also have uh, "Catch Us If You Can." It, it, it is like yeah. very. I like it, but it's it's uh, yeah, it's, it's very, not Beatles level, right? Though. It's just like knockoff no. Beatles, or like you know, you <laughs> yeah. see what they were trying to do. The monkeys are so much better. <laughs> well, yeah, he had more monkey song on that playlist. Also. Here's just an example on on that playlist. There's only two Billy Joel songs, and it's uh, Allentown and We Didn't Start the Fire. So just like okay, just like to place like where his head was at. I don't really understand, um, and I didn't get to roast him while he was alive enough. So I'm glad sure. I, I, for his musical taste. So I'm glad I get Give to this, do this. platform. Yeah. What, thank what's you. what's the most like? <laughs> what's the most recent thing that he really dug? Like the the most modern oh. music that he liked. Um, the most modern music, uh, Boston, like Damn, more than, a, <laughs> yeah, <not modern. laughs> no, it's not, but you know, at some point everybody stops listening to new music. Right. And like, yeah. uh, but like, yeah, he was, he just got old and, and really just, you know, clung to the past. Uh, so, so this song, not like we do on this podcast. <laughs> that's right. We're all no, up to date. No, no. We're always talking about just the latest shit. Yeah. these two guys. That's right. Uh, those Itali- hey, Nicholas Bertel is from Succession. Nicholas Bertel, hey, from Succession. Hey, season, season two, though, so that was a little old. Yeah, so that's been a few years I now. think we yeah. literally just did an episode where more than a feeling was on it, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so so this song is is this guy named Jimmy Soul. He's from, 19, I, th- I believe, 1965. This came out. It's a cover or a, an adaptation of a Trinidadian folk song from mm. the 30s. Uh, and, it, you know, it's catchy. It's catchy, but it is uh, pretty fucked up, I would say. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if you want to be happy. I was thinking that he might bring that in. Yeah. I don't know this one. You know this song. If you want to be having for the rest of your life, never make a friend, you want for your wife. So for my personal point of view, make another girl to marry you. If you want to be having for the rest of your life, we should just be clear that we're shaking our heads. We're shaking our, yeah, shaking our heads, no. Yes, we're shaking our heads, no, we're not. Thomas is like loving this song. Uh, 
I contemplated bringing this on in the last episode, and I didn't because it's like too casual. <laughs> it's like hard yeah. to dislike it, you know, even though the message is fucked. It's the fragile masculinity anthem. Yeah. It's the sweet Caroline of fragile masculinity. <laughs> so his, his argument is beautiful women of what? I think it's pretty straightforward with his trouble. He's having a good time, whatever he's saying. Don't let your friends say you have no case. <laughs> so your friends are also Actually, yeah, what kind of friends are you hanging out with? Yeah, I mean, it's just like... It's, it's just his personal point of view. It's hey, that disqualifies he absolves it. himself from all responsibility. Yeah. Hey, it's just me, man. This is yeah. just coming from me. This is just my personal <laughs> point, personal point of view. This is like something vaguely redundant about that, but uh, yeah, I mean the, the the issue with that song more than the extremely problematic message. Just of one. It, the one issue is that it's just too catchy. Like I, I stayed away from it because I was just dangerously like, catchy. It's, it is yeah. dangerously catchy because I was like, you know, I had it in the queue and I was like, let's hear it. I was just like bobbing my head. Just I was like sing, yeah. singing it to your family. It's too, uh-huh. it's too much momentum to it. So I was like, all right, I'm going to forget about this one. But uh, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. I mean, you can envision at, in, at, at the hop in the 50s, this comes on, all the dudes scream and run to the dance floor. All the women <laughs> go to the bathroom and talk shit about the dudes. Right. Uh, yeah. It's like the single ladies of the time for, for men. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, what do you think? You had never heard yeah. that song before? No, you know what? I had heard the like the chorus, like the lyrics, like the message of that without having heard the song. I don't know like where hmm. I heard it, but I thought that was just like a weird, like awkward proverb. Hmm. I didn't realize that was from a song. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> awkward proverb. You know what song I always uh, pair that song with? And it's like totally different era. Because I think this next song is maybe, it's late 60s at least, maybe early 70s, is um, In the Summertime, that Mungo Jerry oh. song. Oh. Yeah. The Because the there's a line in there that's like kind of yeah. jacked. I don't remember exactly what it is, but it's like something. If your daddy's rich, just do as you please, I believe. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. there's a real, like, uh, there's a class <laughs> issue. Yeah. Yeah. Something that, like that. Her daddy's yeah. poor, just do as you please. Right. Yeah. Oh, all right. So to set up the next song, uh, I, I would say it's not as catchy as that last one, but um, the next song is, uh, you know, there's a long history of songs that uh, where artists like to brag about crimes they may or may ha- may not have done. Uh, I Shot the Sheriff, uh, I Fought the Law. Wise Guy by Joe Wise Pesci. Wise Guy by Joe Pesci. That's the perfect example. <laughs> that's, the, that's, where, that's the first song I thought of. <laughs> He did do time for that, though. <laughs> he rightly uh, did time in jail for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 99 Problems. You know, there's there's many songs uh, that where artists like to do this. You know, it's, it's their street cred or whatever. Um, and I would say that this song was a little misguided um, in the artist thinking that it's, like, uh, not the brag that he thinks it is. It's also Jim Croce, uh, who oh. I know Matt's a big fan. Whoa. Um, mustache man. Yep, that was his nickname. Yeah, (laughs) his his nickname, the Mustache Man. I bought Uh an autobiography of Jim Croce on a trip. I was I was on a tour, and it was like fourteen day tour. And I bought it at the beginning, thinking like I'm going to read it every day. And then I didn't read a single page of it. And it's still on my bookshelf. I have not read it, but I really do want to. I I like him. I would love to know if there's anything in there about this song because the only information I was able to find was that this kind of made his wife pretty mad. This song. Um, oh, I don't know and, what it is. Okay, 
It's on it's on um uh Time in a Bottle, right? That's the name of his album. Uh yeah, it's on that one. Wow, <laughs> a deeper okay. cut. I'm I'm totally flummoxed. Great. It's called Five Short Minutes. Five Short Minutes. <laughs> Let's check it out. Well, shit. I mean, I could yeah. I don't know what <laughs> I've never heard this song, but I am already nervous. Jim, what are you doing here? His wife didn't like this one? Yeah, shocking. She just thought it was a little derivative. <laughs> right. It's not, this is not great. <laughs> the next, the next line, I think. Robin the Cradle is worse than Robin the Tomb. Oh, that's poetry. What are you doing, Jim? It does sound like what it, yeah, a judge would probably say that. It is a bop. It is. It's not bad. You know, like, are you disappointed in Jim being a yes. fan? I'm, yes, I'm 100% disappointed. I feel like probably the, the way his wife felt is just like, <laughs> what are you writing about, man? Uh, hey, maybe it's all explained in the book. I, I didn't get so. to the chapter on five short minutes. <laughs> I, yeah, it, the the other thing about it is like, it sounds, you know, it's him. And like, you sort of know his personality. He's a pretty mild mannered person. Like he was a truck driver and everything. Like he um, seemed quite humble, like throughout his whole rise. And he didn't, he wasn't around for too long in the spotlight, but like he, to me, he sounds vaguely uncomfortable, like in that role of like Mick Jagger person. Mm. You know, I think writing about groupies or whatever is like, you know, uh, even just forgetting about like the whole, <laughs> uh, illegal aspect of the song is like him talking in this way. It just doesn't sound comfortable. It doesn't sound like him. It's like this is like a let's do 70s stuff kind of mm-hmm. songwriting style. And it, it, it seems like a uh, put on. So, no, I don't love it. I'm sure he would say that, too, if he was here. <laughs> he might. Yeah, he might. I think, uh, yeah, he, he just seemed yeah, like, I know it's like a cautionary tale, so I guess, you know, advice, good advice, maybe, but regardless, like, uh, don't brag about that. Yeah. And and he just seems like, like he, the tone that he's singing with is like, oh, he like stole the sheriff's car and took a joyride, you know? <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's too fun. It's like two dukes of hazard for like what he actually did. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think that that song... Sa- he sounds uncomfortable himself in that song and like that's why i don't dig it the thing you said it's a bop you know what's a bop bad bad leroy brown you don't yeah. mess around with jim these are like those are the fun stole the sheriff's car songs like he's he's great at those story songs where it's like cartoonish you know and then he I has check serious those out songs i don't know like, any of those those songs are fucking great we'll do a whole episode on jim croce yeah Maybe mark will come back i'll do a whole jim croce yeah I, yeah I, and, I, and i hate to be that that be the first jim croce song that's been played on this podcast possibly because he that's sad. i'm a fan and he's great and and it just it was a miss <laughs> yeah and speaking of miss the last song i have 
is from Harry Nielsen. Uh, yeah, no. We all love Harry Nielsen. And how have we? We how have we not talked about him on this podcast yet? Because he's too big. It's too. It's too much of a thing. We just like live and breathe his his uh, sensibilities. Yeah, it's hard for yeah. me to do it. I, I so it's really hard to find information about this song on online. It's on like his essential compilation thing. Um, Maybe I know it. I've, I've, I'm it's, familiar with yeah, that. Yeah, it's pretty on the nose, I would say, uh, and fairly explicit. So you're gonna have to put one of those. Oh, uh, yeah, on I think I, I, yeah, I like <laughs> the song. Real Nate here. What is? Uh, 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 I know the song. Oh wait, is this uh, the fuck you uh, one? No, no, no. no. That that's I mean, a, that uh, got that's, an official release. That's yeah, that's the subtext right. of the song, I guess. Yeah. But, oh God. Uh, okay. I have no idea what this is going to be. So what, can you share with us the name of this song, Mark? Oh, the name of the song is uh, I Want You to Sit on My Face. Yeah, it is. What? This is a fun <laughs> I've one. never heard of this song. This is like... <laughs> Matt, you'll I'm like shocked. this. I'm guessing, I'm calling me crazy, I'm going out on a limb. I think he was probably pretty hammered yes. when he recorded this. You could say that about most of his songs, uh, yeah, but I definitely this one. one. But this one was like, he did this one after he was too hammered to do the hits. Like, yeah. this is just... <laughs> He was he was lying down on the floor. I yeah, mean, they for just more reasons him. than one here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is crazy. I I feel like I, this is like yeah. I feel, this is surreal. I feel like this is like a dream. For like then Leo should do cover this one. <laughs> for like seventy yes. three, pretty pretty sex positive, maybe. <laughs> pretty yeah, <laughs> and that's what we want to take you away from the show. Is that Harry Nielsen is sex positive? That should be the title, Thomas. That's what <laughs> oh no. Don't quote me on that. Mark Kramer. <laughs> All right, Harry Nelson, I want... Tight start. Yeah. He's all in. I want you to sit on my face. I want you all over the place. It's pretty good run. I want you to stand on the chair Losing some confidence To hold you, to have you kiss this <laughs> Okay. Okay. Pretty vague in the <laughs> second. I want you, you're funky, you're Couldn't fine. think of anything for that one. He's like shrugging I as he's singing. I want you, your ass holds <laughs> mine. <laughs> This is crazy. You Thomas, you knew this existed? I did. To hold you, to have you like this. Polaroid in my pocket. Oh no. I'm just a friendly guy. No, I'm just a friendly guy. I like that part. Let's throw convention to the wind. This part's flimsy yeah no i love that you know that i i mean the thing is his voice still sounds beautiful oh he still had his pipes i take I back what i said to give my balls a squeeze this is crazy yeah. but <laughs> gently please handle with care of course he did a song like this <laughs> if anybody I had want you you're my kind of girl. Did you play this at your wedding, Ben Lear? <laughs> I didn't know it existed. I didn't get the opportunity. 
I requested it. The DJ said no. <laughs> <laughs> like four times. With Polaroid in my pocket. Oh, this yeah. is crazy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bravo, Mark. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bravo, that was a nice deep cut. Uh, it's a deep cut. I've not heard that song. I had no idea. I approve. It's not on a record, you say? Do you know anything else about it, how or why it was recorded? I, I couldn't find anything. I would love to, you know, do a little deeper deeper dive. But but not ha- let me ask you, Matt, not having heard it before, um, do you think it's a metaphor for anything? <laughs> <laughs> do you, like, drop knowledge into his brain from on down? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I was thinking as I was listening to it, one, a couple of things. His voice is still fucking great. So it's like, you know, yeah. it's it's sort of similar to some of the other songs we talked about where it's like it's hard to dislike it because it's just, you know, it's it's sounds great. And the the chord changes, especially that one bit that Thomas didn't like, is very Randy Newman-esque. Like that, like mm. mm-hmm. that thing he did. Uh I, I really like the tune itself. I mean, you could kind of change the lyrics there and make it into something that he could actually release in 1973. Yeah, you could change face to Chase, like Chase Lounge. I want you to sit on my Chase. My chase. Right, exactly. I yeah. think it's perfect just the way it is. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to tell if it's a problem, like, if, or if it's yeah. just like the sex positive thing that you said. Like, yeah, the thing about the Polaroid was a little. He's just no, a friendly guy. Something yeah. about it felt weird that one I, but. I definitely take back the sex positive thing the only reason why i said that was like oh at least like here's a song a song from from the 70s where a guy is like i'm gonna please a woman first you know yeah, the first uh, verse was yeah. the first verse. second that's verse got a little going on there weird but got a little yeah, yeah he, he took another few swigs of rum mm-hmm. got a little rough yeah. Wow, man! I, I I'm really gonna go back and listen to that song after <laughs> we're done because I just I would love to just hear it in full. I'm just amazed by it. I'm so glad I was able to to stump. A, a, you got him a Nielsen head with that, yeah. Shit, man! Got him good. I yeah. thought I heard most of his stuff. Yeah, it's it's perfect for Harry Nilsson's legacy and creativity. <laughs> that like it's that song is sitting there at the end of the rainbow after you've gone through everything else as a Nilsson fan. And then it's just like it's a little fun, little surprise at the end. Like that's perfectly Nelson. It kind of it makes sense, you know. It's in keeping with kind of everything else he did, where it was like, um, just like, dude, why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, tossed off and like, and he didn't really think it through. And um, Mark, you got pretty interesting taste. I much oh. must say, I was not expecting. Uh, a, Thank you. A selection like this today. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry to bring uh, the four, three dirtiest songs that I've. You've probably had on this show besides the Joe Pesci episode. Oh God, that was so <laughs> stupid. I'll never get that out of my head. That stupid thing that he says. It's that. bitches at bitches. So bad. It's like it's uncomfortable. To I. To. It was uncomfortable, but he kind of had a flaw. <laughs> but it was also should never have happened. He's still kicking. I mean, hopefully he'll get one more album out before he croaks. That's what we're all hoping for. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like that last Game of Thrones book, right? Everybody's just waiting on it. <laughs> Those songs were all great. What did we learn today, gentlemen? I, we learned a lot. I would say, for starters, so. the biggest thing I learned was the fact that the Harry Nielsen song existed. Uh, that I'm, <laughs> I'm still sort of reeling from that. That's probably what I learned the most about, and um, and also that you had a great trip, a great European trip, which was I was hoping for that for you. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I learned that you can make your own soundtrack to a trip, and and it'll be fun, and you can tell your friends, and then they can relive the trip with you. That sound that's cool. Yeah, Paolo Conte. I definitely recommend yeah. him wholeheartedly. I learned uh, that 
Thin Lear, he's got many friends with uh, very intriguing musical tastes. <laughs> right? I'm always surprised. Yeah. It's one after the other. Yeah, this is that the Marvel Extended Universe of <laughs> losing my opinion. Hey, I'll come back. We'll do Battle of Mente and, and we'll have a good time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. What would you, oh, well, don't tell me because I know you had other ideas about stuff you maybe wanted to do. Yeah. But yeah. This is, it's going to be hard to top this one, I think. This is a real, this is a real Nate level shocker. I think on my on my end. What do we what do we have to plug? What do we have some stuff to plug? I have some stuff to plug. Oh, you you go first, son. No, you go. Mm, all right. Uh, so September seventh, Thursday at five p.m. Specific. Uh, Mean and I uh, were performing a Niagara Moon duo show uh, at the Fort Hill Brewery in East Hampton. So come on down, drink some some tasty brews, and uh, listen to us uh, perform some Niagara Moon tunes. Very nice. Um, East Hampton, Massachusetts, mind you. Oh, I mean, like in the UK. Uh, so Le Poisson Rouge, that show is happening August 26th. There is a low ticket alert, okay? So I don't know if that's a marketing ploy from the venue. <laughs> it could be. But if you want to get tickets, get those tickets now. Thinly are opening for uh, Hermitage Green, uh, the Irish band, and it's going to be a great time. And uh, I would say, if you listen to this podcast, you should come show up, as I say every time I play a live show. Come and talk to me about the episode that you like the least. We can have a great conversation after the gig. But during yeah. the gig. During the gig. Yeah, call yeah. out to me in the middle of the song and tell me what you don't like about me in this podcast. Tell Matt you want him to sit on your face. It's all of you want to sit on your face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mark, what do you have going on? Oh, well, uh, I'm not going to take too much of your time ranting about the WGA strike. Uh, Go off, King. <laughs> but I, I do want to say quickly that, uh, I, you know, if I teed you guys up, I'm sure you would complain about Spotify for you know, hours, probably. Yep. Um, and uh, I, I want to say that uh, that's not unique to just music. It's, it's something that's happening in Hollywood and across the country uh, in all sorts of uh, labor markets is that big tech comes in, they, uh, you know, quote unquote, disrupt a market and they squeeze every penny out of labor. And they, while their profits increase, uh, labor, and in our case, the writers uh, who create the value and the things that, that these studios that Disney has a theme park based on all these rides, uh, rides based on all of these movies that, that writers wrote and invented. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, uh, they are profiting off of us and they are trying to currently squeeze us out of, uh, some, uh, a lot of, uh, there are a lot of issues and I don't want to get in the weeds on them, but, um, you can look up those, uh, online. Adam Conover is a great resource. He's, uh, very vocal online about them. Um, I post occasionally about it. You can follow me on Instagram at KramerCram. Um, and if you feel so uh, inclined to help support um, some of the workers that are out of work due to the WGA and SAG strikes, um, you can donate to the Entertainment Community Fund online. You can Google that. Uh, and it's a great cause. Right on. Yeah. Any content content's a stupid word but tv show movie anything with a story it is nothing more than it's writing like writing is by far and away the most important thing like everything else comes after that so the idea that they're going to make it harder for good writers to make a living is fucking ridiculous and really short-sighted yeah i'm biased but i agree 100 <laughs> percent. yeah uh 
Well, if you enjoyed this episode of Losing My Opinion, go ahead and leave a rating or a review. We always love getting your feedback. You can follow Losing My Opinion on Instagram, TikTok, or Twitter, X. 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 And so um, stupid. <laughs> oh, don't get a cold in Florence, folks. Uh, and uh, what did I say today? I think you can slide some Succession soundtrack into your next uh, trip to Italy, and I could be wrong now. <coughs> but I don't think so. Oh, man. That cold <laughs> has destroyed your lungs. Uh, and I'll say thanks, Mark. We hope to have you back. So, yeah, Mark thank Kramer. You. Thank you so much for if coming you on, this, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. It was a blast. Thank I hope you. it was. It was. It was fun here. Was uh, fun. I'll say uh, so long, suckers, and we'll see you next week. Party.